What's happening, world? I'm your host, the Wizard of Waz, Benji Wozniak, and this week, Kira and I are going to be doing Bullet Train. And I am very excited to cover this movie. This is a newer movie. Um, if you guys have been listening, we've kind of been jumping forth, back and forth in time, covering some older films, covering some newer ones. This obviously is a newer one. It was released in the summer, this summer, summer 2022. And I thought it was a fun ride. You know, my expectations going in, I'm not going to lie, were pretty low. This is, might be why I liked it so much. But it was a super fun film. Um, we have Brad Pitt as our main. Obviously, he's shrouded in controversy right now. I think for today, we're going to kind of skip past some of that. And we're just going to focus on the film because I think this movie is really fun. And I think it actually has a lot to offer from more than just a fun action film. Oh, yeah, 100%. So I really didn't know nothing about this movie. Kira had said, let's do Bullet Train. And I was like, well, what's that? And she was like, it's the Brad Pitt movie on Netflix. Netflix. And I was like, what Brad Pitt movie on Netflix? <laughs> so this is how out of tune I am because I, I work two jobs. So I'm not up to speed on what's on Netflix, HBO, and all this other stuff. So I have to actually have my co-host tell me, say, hey, you need to check this movie out. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I actually started watching it and I got into it. And the first five minutes are a little rough. And I've had people tell me that. They're like, oh, well, I watched the first five minutes and I, I stopped. I'm like, no, you have to go past the first five. People, go past the first five minutes of a movie. Here's I mean, the thing. If you judge a movie by the first five minutes, like, I feel bad for you. Like, to me, that's like, if you're watching a movie, like, I get, like, getting halfway through and being like, this isn't for me. I've, I've shut off movies before. I'm not going to say that. But to not, to give a movie less then at least 30 minutes to me seems like a, it's a waste. Why are you wasting your time? Like, yeah, especially this movie has a lot of action, a lot of comedy. It was so much fun. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. And I liked how everything fell into place. Now, this movie very heavily reminded me of a movie that I loved growing up. Haven't watched it with a 2022 lens, so I don't know how well it ages. But growing up, I was obsessed with the movie Smoke and Aces. Never seen it. Okay. I'm going to reference it often because it is very there. I see a lot of parallels in the storytelling, but it was one of my favorite movies. And what I like about this movie is it kind of incorporated all my favorite parts of that, but kept it confined to one space. Now, I know Smoking Ace is also confined to one space as a hotel, but I think a bullet train is very interesting because you're constantly in motion. I love the way that they utilize getting off of stops and like using stops as a time tracker. I thought it was really interesting. So first of all, huge cast. Yes. Yep. Huge, massive cast. We have Brad Pitt, obviously, as our star. And then I would say Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tree Henry follow that. And to be honest, I would rather follow their storyline than Brad Pitt's. Like, I, wa I wish they were our protagonists. Tangerine and Lemon? Tangerine and Lemon. Yes, they were great. That was such a good, funny combination. The, the way that they were, they their chemistry together was some of the best I have seen in so long. The way they played off each other. And both of these guys, in their own right, are incredible actors. Do not discount them. Watch Brian Tree Henry in his new movie, Causeway, on Apple TV. Very moving, very powerful. Um, but that's something different. But the way that they embodied this kind of chaotic brother duo, yeah, yeah. amazing. And they pushed, I thought, to me, they pushed the whole story forward. Yes, and, and it's adopted brothers. Like, one's black, one's white. And, like, they just have this bond together where they're just inseparable. And, like, they can finish each other's words. There's the chemistry between them is really great. They love each other. They love each other. And oh my God, I wanted them to be our protagonist so bad that to the point where like Brad, I was like getting bored with Brad Pitt, but we'll get back to Tangerine and Lemon because they're who I want to talk about the most in the movie. So we have all these different types of 
killers and assassins and contract hires on this train after a singular briefcase. Yes. And what I like about this movie is it kind of unfolds as like, not like a mystery, but it's like, who who are our main players? Yes. Are the three that we've already talked about are obviously the ones that we've identified and there are the mains, but I thought that there were so many other fun little characters in it that made it worth it. Bad Bunny, international pop star Bad Bunny, hilarious bit. I was actually kind of sad that he died so soon. Yeah, it was. there was a lot of stuff in it where I was like, oh, I wanted them to make it a little longer. <laughs> And here's the thing. The movie has a runtime of a little over two hours. It does not feel like it. No. It is super fun. Yeah. And like, I like to, because I like movies when people are stuck in confined areas. Yes. Like Terror Train or Murder on the Orient Express, where like, this is like, it kind of had that feel. Like, you know, there was mystery. There was stuff that needed to be solved. And, you know, you had the hero who wasn't a hero, but was a hero. And it, it was really interesting. It was really interesting. So I'm going to briefly do a a story overview so then we can talk about a lot of intricacies because what is great about this movie is I think how how fun and how everything ties together. So Brad Pitt, obviously contract hire, snatch and grab jobs, no guns. He very actively refuses to take a gun in the first scene. Has to get on this bullet train to secure a briefcase. While he's trying to do that, Everyone else on this train is trying to secure the same briefcase because everyone is after someone called the White Death. Turns out White Death, Russian mobster who has overtaken the Tokyo Underground. The Jakuza. The Jakuza. So now we have a lot of different big bads throughout the train. So it's very interesting. Logan Lerman has a very small part in it. I was actually shocked that they killed him too because I I like Logan Lerman. (laughs) This is the thing. Like the movie had so many good characters. And then we meet a father whose very young son is in the hospital. And then he has a very powerful seeming dad. I really, the elder, so that everyone has nicknames in this, but the elder I thought was one of the best characters. Yeah. And the dynamic, so- I get, I get distracted because I have oh God, something Kill to Bill. say. Kill Bill. Kill Bill with all the different names. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're also on the train. We ha- we're introduced to a younger woman who definitely plays up that like young innocent side played, with, played by Joey King. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not a Joey King head. And this movie made me like her. Yeah, she was really good. She was, she was really good in this. Like if you've seen The Kissing Booth, ignore that. She's annoying. In this, she's good. Yeah, she is. She, yeah. I was like, and devious. <laughs> and devious. I was actually so surprised though. And okay, so we have all these different players, and they're all trying to get this briefcase, and they're all trying to outwit each other, trying to survive. There's high violence, and it's fun. Obviously, at the end, um, there's one survivor, Brad Pitt. Actually, oh no, the yeah. elder and his son. Nope, I'm not counting. He's not driving the bus, uh, the the van. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did not count him in my beginning. Right? Because you think he's dead. You think he's dead. (laughs) You're not wrong. So the guy driving the van, we're going to get to that. So one of the main catalysts is that Brad Pitt is taking a job over for a guy named Carver. And he hates Carver. Carver called in sick. He's like, what a bitch. I don't want to do this job. Now hijinks ensue, of course. Violence. Everyone's beating the shit out of each other. And killing. And killing. A lot of violence. Throughout, there's a poisonous snake that's on the plane. Okay. I have so many thoughts about this movie. I want to talk about them all at one time. So let's start with Tangerine and Lemon. Love them. Great. Great. Hired killers. Ruthless killers. Like, ruthless. Like they took out a whole, what, 
Uh-huh. They took out a whole platoon in Bolivia. Yeah, and like like chopped them up with a grinder. <laughs> it reminded me of Fargo when they're just like, is that your friend in the wood chip? But like just like <laughs> shoving the foot in. So they are from London. Yeah. Gen- I would call them gentleman killers. They're in their nice little suits. Lemon is obsessed with Thomas the Tank Engine. And it's actually how he identifies people's characteristics, which actually is a good trait that he has. It helps them identify throughout the movie. And I, th- it's so funny. Because he knows all the trains and all their personalities. And, like, he will look at someone and be like, oh, well, you're this and you're that. And he'll, like, give them the sticker. And it is. And I thought it's so interesting how what how when we grow up in different settings and what we relate to and how we hold on to that. Because there is that flashback of them being together and he's holding the train and they're watching TV together, watching Thomas the Tank Engine. And how he, like, that resonates with him in a way that he can translate it into a world of high violence that he is a part of. Yeah. And I think it's super interesting. And oh, the love that they have for each other. They would, I felt like they were real brothers. I love them both. I love Aaron Taylor Johnson so much. He deserves the world. I will literally go to London and kill his wife. <laughs> no, seriously, she's a pedophile. Sorry. I said I wouldn't talk about any other controversy with the actors in the movie. I'm not going to. So we have Tangerine and Lemon, and they, I think, move the, the story the furthest because they have the most interactions with everybody with everybody sans ba- bad bunny because bad bunny gets on screen and is killed immediately yeah, yeah. which kind of sucks because this is the thing everyone's backstories were so cool that i was like i would watch a movie about this i will watch a movie about this yeah and each player in the movie did something to the other person Oh, absolutely. Like, no one was innocent. And the way that they, like, kind of tangled this web was crazy. So everyone's after this one briefcase. The White Death son, Logan Lerman, dies. So now Tangerine and Lemon already in a heap of trouble because the son has died in their care. And now they've also lost the briefcase. So they've lost $10 million and they have a dead, a dead kid. Yes. They're dead. So their instinct is survival, trying to find the case, trying to survive because they know that the White Death is going to kill them. They everyone gets so betrayed, like so convinced by these like white lady Joey King tears, which I think is like a great metaphor how like a white woman will cry and everyone will believe her and be like, oh, you are a victim. And I think she played that really well. Yeah. Especially when the guy, the guy, the guy with the son walks by and goes, I'm looking for someone. And he's like, oh, it can't possibly be you. And then she's like, bam. She's like, oh, it's me. It's me. And she dresses very unconcerning. She has her little bob with her bobby pin and her pink and her little backpack and like her little like she she very, very much knows what she's doing. And it's very interesting to see how she weaponizes her femininity. femininity yes. Am I saying that right? Yep. Against all these men. And I think it's so fascinating because she really is one of the last ones standing because of this. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody underestimates her. Everyone underestimates her except for Lemon. Yes. Lemon. Well, he does it first. He does it first. And then he realized that she's a diesel, which is like the worst kind. Yeah. Manipulating. Manipulating. Pulls pulls everything together. And so she tries to kill him not knowing that he's wearing a bulletproof vest. And I loved the reveal of her having the sticker on her back. Yeah. And then Tangerine being like, you are the diesel. And like him knowing immediately and her kind of being like, huh? Like. It showed like some of her shortcomings because as creative and as witty and as manipulative as she was, she wasn't, I don't think she had very one very clear mission. So I think she wasn't able to see what was happening in front of her. Yeah. And it shows again, like with that whole scene where Brad Pitt rushes in and sees a man holding the gun on a woman, he automatically assumes that it's the guy, the bad guy. And 
the girl's the heroine, and he accidentally kills. It's an accident. He doesn't intentionally kill the guy. No, he, he doesn't. Him. He kills Tangerine, and only because they're fighting with the gun. Yeah, and then like he even dying, he's trying to tell Brad Pitt. He, like, she's the she's the diesel. Brad Pitt's like, what are you talking about? Brad, Pitt's, Brad Pitt is the dumbest person in this movie. Yeah, Let me tell you. But, okay, so now we can talk about this. So this movie is, as we said, is full of cameos. And if you guys have been listeners of our podcast, we did cover The Lost City. Great you, movie. Great movie. We covered it back over the summer. Another movie you recommended me? High key fan. In that movie, Brad Pitt, as you know, has a very small cameo. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, both Shanning Tatum and Sandra Bullock have roles. So I would say Sandra Bullock is more of a character in the movie, whereas Shannon Tatum was much more of a cameo. Yeah, but what the Shannon Tatum part, when he's talking to Brad Pitt, he, he does that like, you know, like Brad Pitt's hitting on him and he's kind of going for it. Oh my God. And I felt that was the same thing from Lost City when he's coming on the train yeah. and Brad Pitt says something to him and he, he makes a comment and he kind of like checks himself. He's like, oh no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think Shannon Tatum has a crush on Brad Pitt in real life. I will stand by this. Yeah. It's the way it seems in the two movies. It's so funny. But I loved I loved that they had enough of a relationship to cameo in each other's movies. Yes. To me, that is so funny. Yes. And I think Shannon Tatum is a hilarious comedic actor. Yeah, he's really funny. Um, This movie, very quick, very brief. Not going to say like you can see his full range, but it is funny. Yeah. And it has an impression. And then... It reminded me of his cameo in This Is The End. And he is just, he is so funny. Give him like a single line and he's funny. I love Shane Tatum. Okay, this is another digression. But then we have Sandra Bullock, who is an omniscient voice for a lot of it because he's only just talking to her on the phone. It's her his handler. I think it was supposed to be a surprise that it was Sandra Bullock at the end, like when she gets out of the car. But I'm like, that voice is, is recognizable. Like, yeah, yeah, it's Sandra Bullock. It's Sandra Bullock. Like, as soon as she was, like, Ladybug, I was like, oh, Sandra Bullock. (laughs) Like, we know. But I thought she played a really good role as a handler because in most things that you see, handlers end up betraying their workers. Except for Spy. Except for Spy. But that is because that movie is beautiful and flawless. (laughs) But in other films, we see the handlers betraying their um, workers because they're trying to get that money. They're trying to get the job done, which is in the world of contract killing, I guess, normal i don't, I don't, I don't know, know. I'm not a contract killer i would assume so. <laughs> from all the movies i, I hope seen. i never meet one i just want to say that i hope i never meet i, I don't want to make anybody angry <laughs> oh my god i'd love to meet a contract killer all right i think it'd be interesting i'd love to pick their brain how'd you get into this line of work tell yeah. me <laughs> yeah, until they kill you <laughs> until they kill me i know right so i thought it was very fun both of their little cameos someone who had a cameo for literally four seconds ryan reynolds and now do you believe it is because brad pitt had a four second cameo in deadpool 2 yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. yeah and you know what this reminds me of tarantino absolutely where they all intertwine like all the different characters are in all the different movies tarantino does and that's why i liked about this I, i hope it keeps going i know but here's the thing i hope it keeps going because you have brad pitt as this like central zen snatch and grab contracted man who has a tendency for violence but hates it because he's in therapy which is like fine we love we love a a king that goes to therapy but like i don't i don't know it got to the point where he was like kind of becoming like whiny with it yeah he was very whiny and i was just like let's let's i was like let's focus on tangerine and lemon because i care more about them and like you could definitely see i definitely think like tarantino is a definite influence in this i also see a lot of i forget his name right now but he did like snatch and the gentleman oh yeah 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 
I see that. Yeah, I see it. Yep, yep. The way they they did the movie. Yeah. The only I think his influence comes the most out when Tangerine and Lemon are talking about the number of kills that they have and like they're like, Oh, we killed seventeen. He's like, No, sixteen. He's like, Seventeen. I thought I saw that in that sequence in it the most. What's his name? What is his name? I forget. I know it reminded me a lot of like Kill Bill too. Yeah. Yeah. When they do the the oh, what's the guy's name that fights Carradine, when mm-hmm. Carradine's talking about like all his kills and stuff, and he's like, "Well, you know, and you've come up and you've killed this person and that person," and she's like, "Yeah, I don't care." Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> he's like, "Whatever." So I love that. I think the mo- the influence is high. Like I was saying, I do see a lot of smoke and aces in it, in a sense that you have all these contract killers coming after one thing with the hopes that they will take out each other, which is what was happening in this movie. So we get that the White Death has sent out all these contracts for all these people to get them onto this one train so that they end up killing each other and then so that he can kill them because they have all wronged him in some way. And to me, the reveal of who the White Death is, I knew that this dude was in the movie. Oh my God, Guy Ritchie. Can we believe Can we believe that I forgot Guy Ritchie's name? I can. Yeah, I Googled it. I know, because I, I literally forgot. In my head, I was like, I have no idea. But There's a reason I was quiet. <laughs> but no, I do see a lot of Guy Ritchie influence in it. But so when the White Death comes on, it is, he's in a mask the whole time. We don't really see him. He's supposed to be this huge guy from Russia. And I knew that this actor was in the movie because I remember seeing his name on the bill. But when I saw him, it was a surprise for me. And this is, again, one of my favorite actors, Michael Shannon. And he plays crazy so good. Yeah. And like one of the reasons he becomes crazy is because his wife gets murdered. By Carver. Yeah. Which is the twist is why Carver was supposed to be on the train because he killed Carver. He also had a hit out on his own son because he called him weak. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting. I love Michael Shannon. So I thought his character, when he came on, his fight. So another one of the most compelling characters in this movie is someone called the Elder. We've referenced him before. He is the father to the man whose son was pushed off the building. He also came from the same crime family, but survived. So now his mission is to defeat the White Devil. Yes. I mean, the White Death. And his zen and his like belief takes him so far that he ends up being successful yeah and like the daughter of white death the girl that we were talking about that you know yeah all the stuff together is actually his daughter plot twist yes plot twist she pushed the kid off the top of the building and she has a man there that's going to kill the little boy if she doesn't contact him every five minutes ten minutes ten minutes and so she gets the son to like basically agree to kill the white death so that this whole twisting thing that comes together and the, the the son is son of the guy that was the only remaining survivor of the takeover from White Death on the crime family of the Yakuza. So he's like the outcast leftover and he wants vengeance. And he actually has a, the guy that's supposed to kill the grandson killed. Exactly. And I love, I love that. I love that when he was like, because she was like, you don't know what I've been through. He was like, I've literally lived through more. Like I am more prepared. I am more ready. Like do not underestimate me. And she does. He kills her man. And then it's like kind of assumed that she kind of like goes away. So during the biggest, what I would call the biggest climactic fight, she is not there for. No. Which I think is kind of rude because she has shown that she is able to hold her own in this world. Yeah, I think. But when the train crashes, I think that it's supposed to be like she's buried. So, right. It's so, like a surprise that she's so still she's there. still alive. Yeah. Which I get it. It just seemed it just seemed kind of insane to me that they would have her be this like antagonist. Yeah. Or like this like wolf in sheep's clothing and then not be in the final battle, especially when it's like against her father's men. Granted, she set up two booby traps that worked for her. Yeah. 
she rigged the suitcase so when it opened up it blew up and the guy even was saying it he's like why do we have to do it what if there's a bomb like what if it's this smart because she did rig it with a bomb and then since it is her father which was like i wasn't surprised by the plot twist i was just like oh yeah yeah this makes sense yeah and she did booby trap a gun yes so like if the person shot the gun they would die and then what does he do because his gun is gone he tries to kill brad pitt and it backfires and he dies one thing that i thought was super interesting and kind of like lended it to his character, which is what I'm saying. Like, I would rather see movies about all of these individual characters yeah. because they were so interesting. Is that this white death plays a game of Russian roulette with himself, basically, and whoever he's going to kill. You see it twice. He does it when he overtakes the gang. Yeah. And then you see it again when he's trying to kill the elder. And I found it fascinating. It was it's such an interesting way to portray a villain because to have a villain who truly does not care about his own life and only cares about his ambition is the most dangerous kind, I think. Yeah. And like that's what makes a good villain. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I like Dr. Doom. Very much so. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the same. It's the same idea. So I thought that his character was so... All the characters besides Brad Pitt were so interesting. Yeah, Brad Pitt's character was just lame. He was just lame because he's talking the whole time about how he wants to be Zen and therapy and go to a Zen garden and, I don't know, trim a bonsai. I don't know. Like, I did not care. But granted, he's a good fighter so he's and he's smart and he does his job. One of the characters I thought and one of the actors I thought that they grossly misused was the train attendant, the, the girl that pushes the cart. I don't know if you recognize her. She is Kamiko in The Boys. Oh, no. I, oh, yeah. I love her. Love her. Extremely underutilized, I yeah, thought. Yeah, because she's great. Like, her action scenes in The Boys are incredible. She's, I think she's an incredible person, incredible actress. So I, I, I felt like she was grossly underutilized in this movie. Damn it. To I just like, have her push a cart is like yeah. so boring. But she did have a very funny scene because Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brad Pitt are obviously like fighting each other. And her like, oh, you got some sparkling water. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't have any money. <laughs> so yeah. he pays like $10 for a sparkling. It's very yeah. funny. He's like, can you, can you handle this? Can you? They're fighting, by the way. And he's like, fine, I'll, I'll cover the charge. And then like she leaves and he lets Brad Pitt finish the thing and they go back to fighting. It's it's like there are so many moments of comedy in this movie that makes it so fun. Yeah. It's very brightly colored. It's very nice to look at. And, I just love it. Yeah. And like when Lemon finds out that Brad Pitt killed Tangerine, oh. he tries to kill Brad Pitt. And then like it comes about like the elder stops it. And like he's like, look, if we're going to work together to survive. Yeah. Then we need to stop. And like there's a point where actually Lemon realizes that, you know, Brad Pitt didn't want to kill the dude. And he kind of befriends him. Yeah, kind of. But they they befriend each other to only to only get to their end goal, which is surviving and killing the white death. Because I love I think it's so funny. So the elder obviously speaks in metaphors and analogies. And so he's talking about how a plum doesn't hate the eater. It hates the farmer because it's it's who planted him. And Lemon's like, why does everyone talk in metaphors? Just say what you want to say. <laughs> and I like I loved that because I thought it it. It just shows like a very like high contrast of like like an older generation and like a newer generation, yeah. I thought. And I thought it was really funny and interesting. What made me sad, of course, was Tangerine's death. Yeah. Um, didn't mean to die, didn't have to die. When and then when Lemon wakes up, I think to see both of them grieving each other in totally different ways is so beautiful and powerful and it really speaks to their bond and like i said they're the most interesting characters in this movie yeah because when tangerine thinks lemon's dead he takes the necklace off and he puts Ugh. it on puts it on his, his chest and when lemon wakes up he sees the medallion 
And he knows that. Yeah. Yeah. So he basically is like, what the hell happened to my brother? Exactly. And like, you just see them putting each other, putting each other in front of their own needs because they care so much about each other. Like you see, and they're just such incredible actors. You see like this break in Tangerine when he realizes, well, what he, so Lemon isn't dead. Lemon drinks a sleeping potion. (laughs) Lemon drinks a sleeping powder and then gets shot but is wearing a bulletproof vest. So everyone thinks he's dead, but he's not. So when Tangerine realizes this, that his brother's dead, you see this like cool calculating, like getting the job done. You see that vanish and you see it become straight vengeance, which is what would happen which is realistic. And then you see that in Lemon, but then you also see Lemon trying to survive and then ultimately sacrificing himself for the cause. Yeah, and it's funny too, because like when him and Brad Pitt are in the pit of the, the driving station of the train, he goes, yeah, I feel like I've got a new brother. And Brad Pitt's like, really? He goes, no. He's like, no, <laughs> fuck you. Like, I'll never have another brother. I only have Tangerine. It was funny. It was funny. And then he takes one of the guys that's about to kill Brad Pitt. He like, they like jump out of the train well he kind of like throws himself at him and they i would assume drowned i mean if they did a sequel and lemon comes back fantastic fantastic i don't do i think that will happen no but well lemon does come back he's the driver of the train the the van no he's not yeah he's the one that drives the van into the girl no he's not yes he is are you sure 100 percent. so they go and they show lemon in the water Mm -hmm. and he comes out and he doesn't have a weapon and the guy comes out of the water with them Mm-hmm. And so I forget how he does it, but he ends up killing the guy and then you don't see him again. And then when she comes out with the gun and they, show, him. Yeah, they show the van hit her, hit him. Yeah, hit her. And, and it's him. Yeah. Watch the end credits. Go back and watch the end credits and it goes back and shows you that scene. Where, so I didn't watch the end credits. Yeah. So that's actually Lemon. He's alive. He runs her down. He goes, this is for Tangerine. And he smashes into her. That makes so much sense because then he takes it and he's like, oh, Tangerine. Right. Yeah, Guys, so. I didn't watch the end credits. Now I feel unprepared right? i can't believe that that's what i was said to you at the beginning i, I was know like the van driver <laughs> i know and then i was like huh i kind of was like huh yeah so <gasps> so lemon lives lemon, lemon lives, lives. <laughs> uh, as he should okay now we just need a whole movie about lemon actually i would take a whole backstory about lemon and tangerine yeah yeah because it looked like they had a lot of adventures and like some serious serious messed up stuff they've done bring back aaron taylor johnson for a prequel of their story right i would i would i would totally watch it I would totally watch it because it's so good. And then you could even bring back Brad Pitt because Lemon tries to kill Brad Pitt in Johannesburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shot him. He shot him. Yeah, I can't goes, believe I didn't watch an end credit scene. Yeah, he goes, you shot me. He goes, I shot you. He goes, you shot me twice, actually. And he's like, I did? And he's, he's like, he's like, oh, shit, I, I didn't finish the job. He's like, shit, guys. So don't be like me. Watch the end credit scene because now I'm pissed. Yeah, see, the only reason I watched the end credit scene is because you told me to watch the end credit scenes of Lost City where they show Brad Pitt Coming sitting, back, coming back to life at the end, sitting in the in the and Buddhist I, temple. And I should have done it. And I didn't listen to my own advice, you guys. Yeah. So always listen to your own advice. Always listen to your own advice. I was wrong. <laughs> no, but it is. It is a very fun movie. Um, if you guys like action comedy, I would watch it. Hundred percent. Watch this. I would also recommend um, Smoking Aces, <laughs> which I now have to watch. Would you now have to watch Smoking Aces? Is so fun. It has Ben Affleck. Ryan Reynolds is actually also in that movie. Who was in Goodfellas, the main guy? Oh, there was... Damn it, the guy that just died. He died? The yeah. guy from Jersey? Yeah, he just died. <gasps> uh, what was his name? What's his name? I can't think of... Guys, my brain is the size of a pea. I cannot think of a... Si- Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Yeah, Ray, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta just died. Oh, guys, I'm crushed. Yeah, what? it was not too long ago. I want to say like a month or two ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it might even be longer, but yeah, Ray Liotta is dead. Oh my God. Yep. 
No, who just died? Sadness and Woe. The DJ from Ellen DeGeneres. Really? Yeah, he just died. How is everyone dying? Because well, he was only 40-something. He killed himself. He shot himself. And so did the guy from the Power Rangers, the Green Ranger. Oh my he God. killed himself. Yeah. I knew the Green Ranger. Yeah, but that, except, this is a sad year. This is a sad year. Guys, I'm We just got sad. through all this crap from like COVID and everything. And now like, you come out and like all these people are just passing away. It's kind of sad as hell. Guys, I'm wicked sad Ray Liotta died. Right? Ray Liotta was awesome. I love it. Okay, well, Ray Liotta is also in Smoking Aces, which is yeah. a great movie. Watch it in his memory. Yeah, um, and Field of Dreams. And Field of Dreams. And Goodfellas. Yeah. So it, it, those are the movies you got to watch, guys. Yeah. Also watch Bullet Train. It's on Netflix. Highly fun. If you got to st- be able to stomach some blood and violence, though, because it isn't. Oh, my God. You know who we didn't even talk about either? Yeah. Zazie Beetz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was also in Deadpool 2. Yeah. She has a brief little cameo. Yeah. She's the poisoner. She's the poisoner. The I think. chemist. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish there are so there are so many people in it that I think that they sacrificed them to give Brad Pitt more time where they could have enhanced them. Yeah, because like the people he kills, he kills quick. And he kills like, quick. The, the cameos are so fast. Like she's she's basically the chemist that poisons the sun. That's the reason why the snake's on the train. Like there's a whole reason why she's behind this. She's the one that killed someone else. I forget who it was. So she was on the train because she got hired, but she had killed Bad Bunny's whole crew yeah yeah at the wedding at and then the she wedding. also killed the doctor that was working on the Those wife of the white death. death yeah so this is the thing everything is so fun and connected but a lot of this is an exposition and you don't see you see it but it's not you could see more of it you and it's pay attention. yeah and i feel like it's sacrificed for more brad pitt scenes which it, it doesn't it doesn't drive the story the way that it should yeah. because these characters are so interesting yes and then you find out that the white death puts a head out on his own son because it's his weak, like one of his weaknesses, because he blames his son for his wife's death. Yep. Even though here's the thing: if you're a mob boss, maybe you should blame yourself. Like there are, yeah, we should look inwards. Yeah. I, I just recently saw an article where this this mob, the guy that kills people, his daughter was on TV, and she's like, I guess the, the father had gotten killed, and she was like, yeah, that person needs to be put in prison. I'm like, your father was a mob killer. This is <laughs> I. What? <laughs> what? That doesn't... I get it. Like, obviously, you want vengeance for the ones that you love, but at the same time... Right. I mean, no, don't put the cart before the horse. Your father was the bad guy. Your father was the... Which is like, which is fine. Everyone... I don't know. I don't know. It's not my place. I do not do contract killings, nor nope, am I a mob nope, boss. No, nope, no, nope, I'm poor. I Yeah, I'm poor. Buy my book. Here's <laughs> the thing. Oh, yeah. Buy Hodgepodge is on Amazon or Kindle, right? Uh, it's on Amazon and it's on Barnes and Nobles. Now. Barnes and Noble. My my mistake. Making my progress, mistake. Making progress. But buy it, support it. And also, if you guys know anyone looking for some contract killers, I feel like we could really Abbott and Costello it up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, the job won't get done, but it'd be funny as hell. Funny as hell. <laughs> give us a give us a camera and we'll do it. It will be hysterical. But guys, yeah, enjoy Bullet Train. We're entering award season, as we've mentioned. So we're probably going to do some newer award movies just to stay hip and trendy. But also write us in with movies that you want to see. We love it all. Yep. And thank you again for tuning in to What's Happening.